Hello and welcome to the Press Gallery, the Alberta Election Results Edition. My name is Dave Breckenridge. You've heard me fill in as host on the Press Gallery interview through the last four weeks of the campaign. We have done it. We have made it to the end. And now we're at the beginning of the next phase of things. Um, I'm joined in studio by Claire Clancy, uh, Alberta legislature reporter. And Hello. we have made it to the end, and I cannot <laughs> believe it, part of me. <laughs> I also have Keith Gerine in studio. Yes, so glad to be here. Finally done the four weeks of hell. <laughs> and and in Calgary, we have uh, legislature reporter Emma Graney, who is down at Conservative Party headquarters. Hello. G'day, g'day, g'day. How's it? I'm actually in the building where they usually do the um, super dogs. You know, the oh, dogs that run around and do all those amazing things. You and I went to that at Stampede that, one year. That was fun. I know. And this is, it's not looking at all like it does with super dogs. <laughs> fun fact when I covered Stampede as a rookie reporter, the columnist I was working with at Stampede got the idea in my head that we should convince the super dogs people to let me run the track as a super dog and write about it. That is so amazing. I performed <laughs> for the crowd running through is the track. Is there a video of that? Thankfully, no, it wasn't the age of internet video. Damn. That's the most disappointing news amazing. I've heard all day. This is how punchy we are at the end of this long election campaign. So tonight, uh, the results came in uh, after a lot of people predicted that uh, the UCP would run away with it. And some predicted that the NDP might be able to carry some momentum into election day and uh, salvage a win. It wound up the former. Uh, the United Conservative Party, as of right now, sitting with 63 seats leading or elected, and the NDP with 24 seats leading and or elected, and no other parties. That's it. This is the first time since 1993 that we have a potential for a two-party legislature. Not just, then, not just the potential, the certainty. The certainty. There's no chance that the Alberta Party or the Liberals will have a seat. They are wiped out. Uh, back in 1993, it was the PCs under Ralph Klein and the Liberals under Lawrence DeCor, uh, and the NDP were blanked. Emma, you were you covered the Jason Kenney campaign the whole way through. You're down there in Calgary tonight at headquarters. What were things like there tonight? Yeah, I mean, there are about, I'd say, about a thousand people in the room here tonight. Um, lots of blue signs, lots of uh, Alberta flags too. I don't know where they came from. Later in the evening, a whole bunch of dudes turned up with a bunch of Alberta flags. They had the results going live on the big screen here. Uh, there was a lot of um, booing every time that uh, an NDP victory came up on the screen. There were also... Um, a lot of cheering, as you might imagine, given that the UCP has indeed done a pretty a pretty much a job of winning this election. So, as you might imagine, a lot of cheering. Um, then Jason Kenney came into the room in his truck, I might add, uh, behind the wheel of the blue truck, drove straight into the Superdogs room, um, <laughs> which I'm sure has a proper name. But, uh, yeah, behind the wheel of his truck, got up on stage, did his speech, um, I was actually a little surprised, though. I thought his speech would be very much victory, victory, victory. But it was it was so much like his campaign speeches that I've heard so many of, obviously. I was really surprised. But he did give a shout-out to Quebec and kind of said, hey, you know, we're, <laughs> we're watching you. That wasn't what he said. That's a paraphrase. But pipelines came up, energy came up, and basically he's got everyone on notice now, like BC, Quebec. Just, just wait it. Alberta's going to use every tool that we can. There was a lot of cheering for that in the room. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, oh, 
at one point, Justin Trudeau was on the screen and he got the biggest boo of the night. So not really a huge surprise. During the campaign, there was a lot of talk about the Notley-Trudeau alliance. There was a lot of talk about the job-killing carbon tax. There was a lot of talk about all the bad things the NDP had done. And now, so now that the UCP wins the election, you're saying that, that Jason Kenney was still kind of hitting some of those notes in his victory speech? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was very much like a campaign speech, which, as I said, was, was kind of surprising. But I think perhaps what he was doing there was, I mean, not everyone uh, follows Jason Kenney around for a month and a half during an election campaign. So not everyone has seen these promises that he's made. Not everyone has tuned into his words where he's saying, you know, getting Alberta, we're open again for business, for example. He's recycling a line from Doug Ford in saying that. And so he was reaching out to the folks that have not heard his speeches before, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that also plays into him talking to Quebec and talking to BC. And he also had a message which was interesting to those folks who did not vote UCP. And, of course, there are a lot of them across Alberta um, that didn't vote UCP. And he said, we're going to be a government for every Albertan. If we're on the wrong track, we will make changes. And... We will strive to be a government for everybody. So he did. He did throw that line out there as well, which um, which I thought was interesting because I have covered a lot of elections, and it's it's unusual for uh, you know a premier elect to get up there and just say, "By the way, if you didn't vote for us, we're going to try and do our best for you as well." Um, so that was an interesting tack, and perhaps talking to the people who have concerns. Uh, concerns about the kind of social conservative uh, policies of the, uh, some of the policies anyway of the, of the UCP. Now, speaking of uh, Albertans who didn't vote for Jason Kenney up here in Edmonton was the NDP uh, campaign celebration headquarters. There wasn't much of a, a celebration by the end of the night. Uh, Claire Clancy, you were there. What was the mood like in the room as results were pouring in before Rachel Notley showed up? Yeah, I would say almost immediately, uh, you know, they had the two big screens up and the NDP Rachel Notley vans parked in front of the main stage. The capacity of the room was about 1500, I was told. But I would say that at its peak, the crowd was probably around five to 600 people. Um, it was definitely more of a subdued atmosphere. There were cheers as NDP MLAs who got re-elected or elected for the first time were announced. But really, it was it was a fairly subdued mood. And I think that talking to various MLAs and former cabinet ministers and in Rachel Notley's concession speech, we heard um, the narrative that I think is going to we're going to hear a lot over the next few days, which is that the NDP are ready to be a formidable opposition. And I think what's really interesting about the results tonight is that you could say that this is the second most successful election that the NDP party has ever had in Alberta history. Yes, they're going back to opposition, but they have more seats than they've ever had except for uh, in 2015. Previous to that, I think it was 1986 and 1989 that they had uh, 16 seats, both elections. So um, that narrative already was starting to come out. Obviously, the feeling, I think, was one of, of disappointment. Um, 
Rachel Notley, interestingly, also did congratulate Jason Kenney. She also said that the NDP will do what's necessary to have a smooth and productive transition. And she said that, uh, that you know, the UCP basically deserved the support of Albertans to try to govern. And so it was it was kind of a standard concession speech in that sense. But we'll see how the transition plays out. It was a little more upbeat uh, concession speech than I'd seen before. Would you tend to agree with that? It it seemed kind of at least a more positive tone. Yeah, and I would say, you know, I've covered uh, I've covered the 28 days of campaigning for the NDP, and really they have kept a really optimistic attitude despite the fact that they've been lagging in the polls consistently. Uh, they did keep an Edmonton stronghold, it looks like, which is what people expected. I think it looks like they probably won all except maybe one or two ridings in Edmonton at this point. And I think what's um I think what's really interesting is just seeing Rachel Notley's tone in her concession speech very much was one of I'm ready to be opposition leader again. I will stay on as MLA of Edmonton Strathcona and you know, we're ready to to hold the government to account. And the NDP are used to being opposition, so this isn't going to be a new place for them. So on that note, you you talk about a, a Edmonton stronghold that the NDP retained. Keith Kind of break down, you know, what does the NDP opposition look like now? Where, other than Edmonton, do they have any other pockets of support? And were there can were there candidates who may have been high profile in government who you won't be seeing their face anymore? Yeah, well, it looks like I mean, Edmund, this is going to be a Ed, very Edmonton centric party, um, and that has been the case in the past. It looks like they may have retained three, possibly four seats in Calgary. Uh, Shannon Phillips in Lethbridge appears like she may have also retained her seat. Uh, there's one in, in Banff, Kananaskis that may still be in play, although that was looking uh, bad for the NDP the last I looked. So. Uh, it, it is going to be an Edmonton-centric party, uh, and they are going to have to uh, have to try and reach out to the rest of the province as an opposition party to see if they can continue to build their support outside there. There were a number of Calgary ridings that uh, they won probably as many votes as they did last time, but just couldn't overcome the the united conservative vote this time. They uh, they didn't have the benefit of vote splitting. So in that case, um, you know, I, I think there are some positives. Uh, it's good to see if Notley, if we, if we take her at her word, she is going to be back as opposition leader. She is the party's best asset. Uh, they could form a very, very formidable opposition. And four years from now, who knows, they may be, uh, Albertans may be looking at them as an alternative government. You have to remember that, you know, if 2015 had not happened, uh, you know, the NDP getting 24 or 25 seats would have seen, been seen as a major, major success. So uh, it doesn't look that way now after dropping from 54, but, uh, um, you know, not altogether a horrible night for the, the NDP. Not a good night, but not a, not a horrible night either. So, Emma, you've been following, obviously, you cover provincial politics for the papers, you host the press gallery, you're you're been on the campaign trail the last four weeks. Was there anything out of this, uh, the results tonight that you found surprising? Any disappointments? Any big losses? Uh, anything that, that kind of caught you by surprise? Honestly, no. I mean, is that a bad answer? No, I, <laughs> I you know, I, I, you know, the polls have been talking a lot about the, a UCP majority. And I think it, you know, it, the question was how many seats would the NDP lose? Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, the, the campaign kind of played out as a lot of people expected it would. Yeah, yeah, I I got that feeling. I mean, it it just kind of didn't, nothing struck me as, oh my God, what an upset. 
or wow, that came out of left field. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> I, I think that's true. I think it's I think we expected the NDP to lose some pretty high profile people. And that was true with uh, Marg McQuaig Boyd and Central Peace Notley. She didn't win that riding. And also with Shay Anderson and Duke Beaumont. Those are two pretty big losses, I would say, for the NDP. Daniel Larve and Lesser Slave Lake yep, yep. as well. Uh, O'Neill Carlier, there's another cabinet minister that went down as well. So. Yeah, but then again, there were also uh, ridings that they were concerned about that they did hold on to. Um, you know, uh, Calgary Mountain View, where Liberal leader David Kahn was running, that was a contentious riding, and Ganley swept that riding. So I think really, um, yeah, it is definitely not unexpected. I agree with Emma, but but the NDP did suffer tonight more than maybe what, what pundits, I would say, were, were expecting. Well, you saw the polls, right? And the polls it, in the closing days of the campaign, it suggested a gap of maybe 10%, 8%, maybe even as little as 6%, that this could be a very, very competitive race. As it turned out, it, the polls earlier in the campaign proved more correct. It was more of a 20% gap. And in particular, Calgary really went away from the NDP, it looks like, uh, towards the end. And uh, the NDP's vote was very much focused in Edmonton. No, I just, we talked about uh, Calgary Mountain View just a second ago. Uh, Liberal leader David Kahn, who seemed to acquit himself very well in the leaders' debate, was basically a non-entity in that race in, in Calgary Mountain View. It was a seat formerly held by past Liberal leader David Swan. The Liberals are now wiped out in the legislature. And, uh, you know, the Alberta Party uh, for, with Stephen Mandel. Stephen Mandel lost in uh, Edmonton, uh, Clung and uh, Greg Clark, who was seen as a very popular MLA, the former Alberta Party leader, he he lost a very tight race in Calgary Elbow as well. So what happens with that kind of middle of the road center center right moderate vote in Alberta, Keith? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I think the important thing to to note about the Alberta Party, they basically quintupled their support from last time. They went up from two or three percent to ten percent mm-hmm. tonight. That's something to build on. Uh, it's going to be difficult without a seat in the legislature to stay relevant. But uh, we're talking, uh, you know, I think well, I think over a hundred thousand people voted for for the Alberta Party tonight. Wow. Uh, I'll have to check the numbers on that. But uh, that's a significant number that they can work with. Uh, obviously there's going to be a change in leadership there. They're going to have to recruit some better candidates as well. It's a shame to lose Greg Clark, who was one of the more effective MLAs. Um, but I think what this says to the center, that progressive center of fiscal conservative, social progressives, they are going to need to do some soul searching on how they come at it the next election, whether that means a merger with the liberals, uh, whether it's an entirely different party. I think they're going to have to see whether Jason Kenney moves to the center or Rachel Notley moves even further to the center that could take up some of their airspace. But I think they need to do some soul searching and figure out what their next move is. Now, when it comes to the governing party or soon to be governing party and now the opposition party, what what happens next for them, Emma? Yeah, um, I mean, Sleeping first. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just actually had a chat with with, uh, Rick McIver and a couple of the MLAs who have just been elected um, under the UCP banner and they're all kind of like, wow, okay, yep, ready to get to work. Um, The first thing they said was, you know, we're going to clean up our signs, clean out our campaign office, 
have a bit of a nap, and then we're going to get ready to go. I mean, Jason Kenney has made no secret of the fact that he's going to come into government within a couple of weeks uh, and then proclaim, turn off the taps legislation first off. He's going to choose his cabinet. Obviously, there's some speculation about who might come into what role. You know, got Sonia Savage down here, could be the energy minister, for example, and she said to us, well, she'll, she's happy to take whatever role comes her way. Uh, and then it's repealing the carbon tax and then it's getting rid of all of the um, bills that um, that the UCP doesn't like, uh, that, that the NDP brought in. So I guess um, Jason Kenney thinks that's going to be done by the time Stampede rolls around. So I think we're going to see a very jam-packed late spring, early summer session coming our way. Just in time for barbecue season and, and cowboy hat season. Cla- that's right. Claire, with the NDP... Were you talking to any of the MLAs, either victorious or not, at the at the convention center tonight about kind of how they view things going forward? Yeah, I think everyone, I every MLA I talked to, and I wanted to, I wanted to note that actually I was surprised at kind of how few candidates I saw from the NDP. I know there was a separate party in Calgary, but I think uh, kind of the faces that I saw were Sarah Hoffman, David Shepard, who was emceeing the event, uh, Janice Irwin, who was newly elected in Edmonton Highlands Norwood. Um, and yeah, really, I was kind of looking for more familiar faces, but I didn't I didn't see everyone I was hoping to. Um, yeah, I think really the message was that tonight was a bittersweet night. Uh, people that won their seats or got reelected uh, were were happy about that. Uh, There were lots of hugs and, you know, Sarah Hoffman, uh, who actually has kind of been known as an attack dog throughout the campaign. One of the first things she said was, I want to congratulate Jason Kenney on what looks like a UCP majority. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, she was quite emotional, uh, wiping away tears, hugging people. She said she's tired, excited, um, all the emotions that go into a campaign. But the consistent message was, we're ready to be opposition. Um, You know, let's get down to work and do that. So Keith, I'm going to turn to you for the last question. Mm -hmm. The UCP comes in, they have talked about all of the things that they're going to do. Um, What do you think they need to do to kind of set a good first step for Alberta to to show that they are a serious government and aren't going to be distracted by any of the issues that were brought up during the campaign? Yeah, I, I... I don't think that's going to be an issue. I don't think confidence or, or being distracted is going to be an issue for Jason Kenney. He seems pretty determined on the path that he he's on. I'm going to be more looking to see if he shows some humility. He did uh, mention that tonight in his speech. He has talked about it at times during the campaign that they have to be humble. They have to listen to Albertans. They have to reach out to people that did not vote for the UCP. And nowhere is that more important than in Edmonton. Uh, Jason Kenney made uh, no bones about it that Edmonton was a place he wanted to see a major breakthrough. That did not happen. Edmontonians Mm -hmm. soundly rejected the UCP tonight. So what is Jason Kenney going to do to try and reach out to Edmontonians, to bring them into the fold, to perhaps move his government a little bit to the center? Uh, to uh, to listen. Uh, he did mention that tonight, that they will listen. Uh, that's going to be a big key because on the one hand, Jason Kenney says, this is the summer of repeal. We're moving ahead as quickly as possible. But is he going to take the time to consult? Is he going to take the time to consider if he might be wrong about certain things? I think that's what people are going to be looking for. All right. And, and now this is normally when we'd move on to our regular segment, Good Stuff from the Gallery. But it's late. It's been a long campaign. And so the <laughs> the, the good stuff yeah. that we're going to promote is a nap. 
Yes. Or and, sleep. And, Naps and our are website. Good. And yeah. our website. Check out all the coverage at edmontonjournal.com. There's analysis. This podcast will be up at some point. Uh, oh, and you should all go onto my Twitter account and watch my uh, democracy sausage video. Oh, yes. That yeah, is, that that is brilliant. That, that is, is brilliant. All right. Be sure to tune in. That's all I there got. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Be sure to tune in later this week for more analysis uh, from the fallout of the election right here on the Press Gallery.